0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through New Beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I'd like to start by going over, uh, briefly reviewing what we discussed last Wednesday night about the Holy Spirit um, being our helper in prayer and we also, we started by looking at why some people soar in prayer while other people struggle. And we, dis- we discussed that the main reason was that some people expect the Holy Spirit to help them in prayer and others don't. We saw that God the Father sent the Holy Spirit once Jesus had ascended into heaven We looked at scriptures in the Gospel of John and the Book of Romans that showed us that the Holy Spirit is our helper and that he's not only eager and willing, or he's not only eager but he's willing to help us when it comes to prayer. He's also the spirit of truth and he reveals things that are to come. We learned that the realm of the spirit is his responsibility and that he needs to show us things in this realm in order for us to pray effectively. We also learned that Jesus taught that we are to pray to God the Father in his name. We fi- finally, we found out that we really don't know how to pray as we ought to without the help of the Holy Spirit and we left with a challenge. Uh, I challenged all of you that were here-, here last night to begin to put into practice what you learned about the Holy Spirit and asking him before you prayed to help you. And tonight, we're going to look at something amazing that the Holy Spirit has done for us. He has supernaturally and strategically positioned every born-again believer in Jesus Christ to be a powerhouse in prayer. Isn't that good news? Every single one of us that have asked Jesus to be our Lord and Savior have been, past tense, positioned to be a powerhouse in prayer. We're first going to go to the Gospel of John and look in the 17th chapter at a portion of scripture and actually one of the prayers that Jesus prayed right before he was arrested by the chief priests and Pharisees. This is a prayer that he prayed for you and me and for everyone who would believe in him. We're going to go to John and we're going to read in verse 21. We're going to do 2021. If you're reading along in your Bible or taking notes, we're going to do 2021. We're going to do 2324. And we're going to finish with verse 26. This is Jesus speaking. And he's saying, I do not pray for these alone. What he means is the disciples or those that were gathered around him. He was saying, I'm not praying just for these people, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So they were to go out and spread the good news of the gospel. That they, may, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, I in them and you in me, that they may, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world, and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Jesus prayed that we would be one with him and one with the Father, that we would be in them and that they would be in us. He asked, he also prayed that we would be with him where he is in order to behold his glory. We read something, last week we read something very similar in the Gospel of John in the 14th chapter, verses 16 and seven, when Jesus taught his disciples about prayer and the Holy Ghost. Speaking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit, Jesus said that he was the helper and that the Holy Spirit would be, he said, he will be in you. These two prayers of Jesus were realized in our lives when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. When we were born again, which literally means born from above, or in John 3, 8, we're told that we're born of the Spirit the Holy Spirit came to dwell or make his home in each one of us. So, right now, being born again, we are one with God the Father and we're one with Jesus Christ because we're born of God's Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in us. Amen? Amen. Would you agree? The word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit who dwells in us raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That's power, he lives in us. Amen. Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 11 says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Colossians 2 verses 12 through 13 says, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him. Now this is speaking of being raised from sp- a spiritually dead condition. Jesus died, he went to hell, God, the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead, and as we believed in Jesus Christ, we too were raised from a spiritually dead condition. That's what the word is speaking of here. We were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead and you being dead in in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh has made alive together with him. So we are now alive in him. Amen? Amen? If that isn't amazing enough... The power of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you and I also carried Jesus up to heaven. He not only raised him, picture this, he was in the bowels of the earth, in the deepest pit of hell. There are different compartments in hell. He was in the deepest pit of hell. The power of God took his body from the core of the earth, raised his body out of hell, took him from the earth, raised him, We're told he was received up in the clouds, raised him from earth to heaven, and then the power of God, the word of God teaches, set him down or placed him, seated him next to God right at his very right hand. Amen? Amen. Mark 16, 19 in the NIV tells us that after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Ephesians 1:19 in the Living Bible. We're just going to read the v- one verse of this very powerful prayer. I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe in him. It is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heaven, far, far above any other king or ruler or dictator or leader. This is a powerful prayer. This is only one verse of a prayer that you'll find in the book of Ephesians. And the Apostle Paul, you can read from verses 15 through 23. That's the prayer in its entirety. The Apostle Paul prayed this for the church that was at Ephesus and the reason he did so was because this, this was not automatically known. They, the church needed to receive this by revelation. So the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus and today we need to pray this prayer for ourselves. Right, so right now, we've established, looking at several scriptures, Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of power. Amen? He's at the right hand of God. Right now, that's where he is. He is in the heaven of heavens. And just a little bit of an aside, in the Bible, there are three heavens that are spoken of. There is the heaven that is considered the atmosphere that's around us. Then there's the second, that would be the first heaven. Then the second heaven would be considered like outer space. Then the third heaven, or the heaven of heavens, where the throne of God is and where Jesus is seated, is the third heaven. So when you read in the Bible about the third heaven or caught up to the highest heaven, that's what that's about. You might say, okay, that's powerful, you might agree with me. That's powerful. God's spirit raised Jesus Christ, brought him out of hell, raised him from the dead, brought, carried him up to heaven, seated him at, God, at God's right hand. But Pastor Beth, how does this apply to me? What does this, how is this gonna make me be able to pray more powerfully? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Colossians 3.1 says, if then, and it really means you were, You were. It's not if that we would say, oh, well, am I, am I not? No, we were. This is simply phrasing it that if you were, meaning, yes, you were, or if you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. We know that He's at the right hand of God, sitting at the right hand of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 7 tells us that, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Did you notice when we read that portion of scripture that those verbs were past tense? The words were in Colossians and made in Ephesians are past tense, in other words, it's already happened. But I'm looking out and I see all of you sitting here. So you're sitting here, but the word of God tells us that when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we were raised with him and we were seated with him. In the realm of the spirit, we have been positioned there by God's spirit. So you could you could say, and you would be right in saying, and we're not going to get into this because we could go in so many different directions, that we're citizens of heaven. We have dual citizenship. We were naturally born on the earth, but we were spiritually born of God in heaven. We were born of the spirit. So we can legally operate in both realms, here on the earth and in heaven, but we're not going to go in that direction tonight. What I wanna pull, What I want to stress to you tonight is that if... The question I want to pose to you is if we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in the realm of the spirit at God's right hand, what are we there for? Why have we been positioned there? We're there to operate as ambassadors from heaven to earth. Simply put, we're there that our Father's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Where we begin to bring the will of God to earth is there in prayer. If you're taking notes, write that down. Where we begin to bring the will of God to earth is there in prayer. I wanna share with you um, something that happened to me. Some of you that have already heard me teach on the topic of prayer have heard me tell this story before, um, but it was, it was powerful. I was sitting um, at Winter Bible Seminar in 1999, And I can't remember if I was in prayer or healing school at the time, but it was during worship, and I experienced what's known as a trance. I literally, my my natural senses were suspended, and my eyes were closed as I was worshiping the Lord, but the environment around me was like dulled out, and I was not, I felt like I wasn't really there. Um, I even questioned whether or not I might have physically been translated. That's how strong it was. That's how strong the experience was. The next thing I knew, I was in heaven. And I was seated in Christ Jesus. I I was at God's right hand. I didn't turn my head to look to my left to see him. But I knew that our Father, our Heavenly Father, was sitting right there. And I was like, talk about awestruck, I was, oh my gosh, I'm in heaven right now. I'm seated at God's right hand. And my next thought was, this is blasphemous. Why would I ever think I would be seated in heaven at God's right hand? And then I realized, no, the word of God teaches that I'm in Christ, I was raised with Christ, I was seated with Christ. And the 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 what I experienced was, literally being in Christ, much like if you dressed in a costume for some reason and you had to put a costume on and a a head on to cover your head, but there were eyes and you would be able to look out through the eyes, that's what it was like. I knew I was physically in Christ Jesus and looking out and that that was his position. That was the position he earned, God placed him in. The next thing I realized was I, I looked down and I thought, oh my gosh, this is, I feel like this doesn't, even, doesn't come, come close to looking out of an airplane. When cars look like little ants, you know, you get up there high, high altitude and you look down and everything looks so tiny on the ground. Oh my gosh, it didn't even compare. And the, the immediate um, realization I had was Nothing can touch us up here. We're the body of Christ. He's the head of the church. We're His body. Where the head is, the body is. We belong here. And nothing can touch us up here. I know there's no sickness or disease in heaven, but nothing that the enemy can do can possibly touch us in this place that God's Spirit has placed each one of us in. And I remember just looking down and thinking, We pray from this place. We speak from this place. This is the place of ultimate power in the entire universe. And this is where God has placed each one of us. And I remember, I I thought immediately, inwardly, the body has to get this. We have to get this revelation. We have to understand it. And at the time, I didn't even realize that this was exactly what the Apostle Paul was speaking about when he prayed for the church at Ephesus. It was powerful, and when, I, when everything was done and over, I literally like really slowly like opened my eyes, thinking, "Am I going to be like?" In, at Ramus still, am I gonna be in Oklahoma? Or am I gonna open my eyes and find out that this, I'm really in heaven and this is where I am. And I even asked Pastor Joe Joya, he's not here tonight, Pastor Joe Joya was sitting next to me and I said to him, by any chance, did you notice at any point during this time, did I like, was I not here? You know, did it look like I got up maybe? And, and he said, why? Well, I, I don't know what he said. But he didn't say that, he, that yes, you were gone. I, I was still there, but it was one of the manifestations, one of the way that the Spirit of God will wanna show us things, and we talked about this last week, in the realm of the Spirit is by giving us experiences in the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, because he needs to. Sh- he needed to show me that in order that I would be able to pray at a different level, in order that I believe it, it was not private for me only, I believe that it was for all of you tonight as well. My prayer for you this week has been that the spirit of God is going to open the eyes of your understanding and give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God and in the knowledge of your position in Christ far above all power and principality and rule and dominion and might, amen? Because the enemy, when the word says that he's under our feet, that puts it in the right perspective. When you're in the third heaven, when you're as high as you can go, folks, everything's under your feet including anything that the enemy's going to do. And it's so important that we get this revelation. This isn't in my notes. This is so important that we get this revelation because some of us have been going through a lot of hell on earth. We've had a lot of challenges. We've had a lot of challenges in our relationships. We've had challenges in our health. We've had challenges in our finances. We've had challenges when it comes to our jobs, our family, you name it. But when you realize, when you recognize that God has put you in Christ Jesus and that you've been taken up off of this earth and seated in heavenly places in Him, there is nothing that can touch you. There is no devil that can come and rob you of your children, of your finances, because, we're, and we're going to look at this in weeks to come. From that position, we are positioned to bring the will of heaven to this earth in our lives, in our churches. In Bayville, in our multi-site campuses elsewhere throughout the state of New Jersey. Amen. 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 Okay. What we're going to do for the last—well, it's not few minutes. I read a lot faster than I thought I would. But what we're going to do is I—I'm um, going to conclude, and I want to just remind you of something that we—we we went over last week, and we've gone over to tonight in order to apply what we've learned because it's so important that once we learn something that we are doers. We're not just hearers of the word because then we can enter into self-deception, it says in the book of James, but that we're doers of the work. So we're going to be doers tonight. But before we do, I wanted to point out last week we learned that the Holy Spirit's our helper in prayer and that we're to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Tonight, this is a super condensed version. Tonight we learned that the Holy Spirit has raised us up together with Jesus and seated us in the highest position. I just realized the Holy Spirit told me to share something and I forgot it when we started, but I'll share it next. Highest position of power in the universe. Before we get into practicing what we've learned, the the Holy Spirit, um, before I left the office today, gave me a word of knowledge Um, and I know know why I received it, but the Holy Spirit impressed it upon me that there are those that are here tonight that it's for as well. So before we go any further, and I do apologize, I was so excited to share this message with you that I didn't deliver this uh, word first. The Holy Spirit said that there are people that are here tonight, maybe there are gonna be people that are hearing this when it's posted on our media page, who you have been afraid of Alzheimer's disease. It's, very, it's a very specific word. You've actually had fearful thoughts, you've been, and I'm not gonna say tormented like, ah, tormented, but the kind of torment where it's like one of those things that just kind of keeps rolling around, and you may be hearing things like, you know, your dad had Alzheimer's, or your mom had Alzheimer's, Um, or your grandparents had Alzheimer's, you know, it's hereditary. And in the back of your mind, you've been tormented by that thought. I want to share this word with you. I'm going to ask, if if that's you, I'm going to ask you in just a minute to just come up really quick so that we can deal with this. But if that's you, I want to tell you this. And the Lord gave me this revelation. I thought it was so cool. God, we know, has not given us a spirit of fear, right? He's given us a spirit of love. Power, and we know that power is Holy Ghost power, and a sound, sound mind. The Spirit of God lives in our spirit. The Holy Spirit does what? One of the things he does is he brings those things to our Remembrance. remembrance. He reminds us of things that are in the word. He reminds us of things, and I thank God for that. Throughout my day, I'll be oblivious to certain things, and the Holy Spirit will say, it's like, oh yeah, thank you, Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said this to me as I was leaving the office tonight. You don't have to fear that because the soundness and stability is in your spirit. Anything that goes on in your brain, we already know the Lord Jesus Christ took all sickness and disease and infirmity upon Himself. But when it comes to Alzheimer and quote losing your mind, you've got the Holy Ghost in you. Amen, sound, discipline, mind. No fear, no fear at all. So if that fear has been dogging you, just really quick before we move on to the next, our next segment, if that's you, if this has been speaking to your heart, just super quick, real quick, get up and come up here. Just line up really quick. I'm gonna pray for you, I'm not gonna lay hands on you, I'm gonna pray for you really quick. Because that word of knowledge needs to be received, it needs to be acted on, amen. Praise God, glory, glory to God. Now for those of you that are here that may not understand this, this is one of the ways that God's spirit, the Holy Spirit will manifest. What he does is he wants to bring God's will that is in heaven here on this earth and he wants us to experience freedom from fear. He doesn't want the enemy yanking our chain. He doesn't want the enemy oppressing us in any way. He doesn't want any fear in our lives. So when he knows that somebody, each one of his children or one of his children are experiencing something like this, he shows his love for us by showing up in a service to free us. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's amazing. He's just so amazing. So do me a favor. Just bow your heads, ladies. Father, I thank you that they've responded. To this word, that they know that you were speaking to their heart, that you know what they've been experiencing. Well right now, Father, I take authority in the name of Jesus over a spirit of fear that would torment each one of these children of God and I break the power of that fear. I rebuke it in Jesus name and Father, I come against the lies of the enemy that would say that they would be fall, they, that they would be fallen in this area. And Father, we declare that no weapon formed against them is gonna prosper, that they have been given the mind of Christ, that they experience perfect soundness in their thoughts, Father, and that your spirit is alive and the power of God, the resurrection of power of God is operating in their mortal bodies to quicken their mortal bodies, Father, and strengthen them in Jesus' name. Right now, they are free from all oppression we declare it illegal in its operation against them, and I declare that they are free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now thank him, now thank him, not only now, but continue to go in thanksgiving. And if the enemy comes back to try to plant seeds and lies again to you, say, uh-uh, no, no, God has given, not given me a spirit of fear, and I have a sound, disciplined, controlled mind. The spirit of God lives in me, Amen? Come at him with the word of God. He's been defeated by the word of God and you just stand in Jesus's victory. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. Praise the Lord, <laughs> thank the Lord, thank you. Amen, okay. Once everybody, ladies get back to their seats, we'll go on to what's next. That's what my little red chair is up here for. We're gonna do something now. I want, I, uh, visuals are important for you to see. We're gonna put into practice what we've learned so far. We're going to use our spiritual imagination. You know imagination is God-given? Imagination is given to us by God. When we close our eyes and we visualize the things of God, we visualize Christ at the right hand of God. There's nothing wrong in that. New-age thinking has, has twisted things and perverted it, but every good thing that originates with our Heavenly Father it comes down from the Father of lights. Amen every good and perfect gift. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna use our spiritual imagination based on the word, based on the scriptures, based on the teaching tonight, and we're gonna see ourselves, and I'm gonna pray that you're seeing you, where you are positioned by the Holy Spirit, and it's going to be from this position that we're gonna pray tonight. Now it's not only tonight, but when you leave here, this is the position that I want you to see yourself in every single time you pray, amen? This is not a one and done. This is not we're doing it tonight for fun. This is where you will be praying from this place, from this platform, every time you pray to God the Father in Jesus' name, which we learned last week, you are gonna be praying from this position. So now, if you would, please close your eyes and keep your eyes closed until we're done praying. It'll ruin things if you open your eyes um, because I want you to keep your eyes closed and I want you to picture yourself seated at God's right hand. Just visualize that however you're going to, that you are seated at the throne of majesty right now and God the Father is seated right next to you at your left hand but you're seated at his right hand. Now picture yourself, picture this, I said before that I was, felt like I was in a costume. Picture yourself being dropped into or deposited into Jesus Christ so that you're in him. So now you're seated in Christ at God's right hand. Everything in creation is beneath the throne of God and it's beneath you. Every principality, power, rule, might, authority, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. God has put all things under Christ's feet and all things are under your feet. And it's gonna be from this position and with this understanding that we're gonna pray tonight. Father, we come to you in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can't thank you enough for saving us. We can't thank you enough for his precious life and the blood that he shed to redeem us, Father. We've been forgiven of all sin because of what Jesus did for each one of us. We didn't earn this right standing with you. We didn't ask to be positioned in this place of honor with you, Father. But you saw fit to place us here close to you at your right hand, seated in the heavenly places far above all power, all demite, all rulership, all darkness, anything that the enemy would try to do, Father God, we have been placed above that. And Father, it's from this place that we are able to see trouble from afar. It's from this place that we are above and not beneath. It's from this place that we are able to exercise the dominion and the authority that you have given to the body of Christ so that we can bring heaven to earth in our families, in our church, in our towns, in our state, in our country. And in any area, Father, that you desire, the Holy Spirit desires to show us to pray from. Father, we have an expectation that as we sit in this place, in in the realm of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit has us here to show us things, to show us what we need to pray, that we will be led by the Holy Spirit in this place. So Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, We ask you now, you are the spirit of truth, you will tell us the truth, you will show us what is truthful. You also will show us things that we do not know, show us things that are yet to come. So it's from this place that we now sit with an expectation that you are gonna lead us, we're gonna follow you and play follow the leader because you are eager and willing to help us and lead us as we pray. And Father, we thank you that everything we pray from this place is yes and it's amen in Christ Jesus. Amen. You can open your eyes. It's a lot different from that place, isn't it, folks? A lot different. When you're under experiencing pressure, financial pressure, pressure in whatever area, you can see, you can see like the, the issue is a mountain and you're the molehill right it seems so big you may be hearing horrible things you might be receiving mail you might be reading it you might be getting phone calls you may be hearing it from a loved one but when you go to that place when you when you because you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus you're far above anything that's going to transpire on this earth so the next time you feel the pressures that are you're experiencing here on this plane or in this level, coming at you to crush you, take your seat. That's where you, we are positionally. Close your eyes, envision yourself, visualize yourself, imagine yourself, where you really are in Christ Jesus, far above anything, anything that you're gonna, we're gonna experience it on this earth, anything. We've been given the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And from that place we pray and we, execute God's plans so that they unfold here on this earth. Amen? Amen. Amen. So at home, in your bedrooms, if you like to pray, or you pray in your living room, get a prayer chair that you use where you sit and you realize where you are in Christ. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through New Beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today.